You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to Season 2, Episode 49. Today's guest, Carrie, creates unique handmade cards centered around grief, heartache, or depression. Her strong faith has guided her mission and brings a community together when they feel the most vulnerable and alone. In today's episode, we dive into everything from being an introvert to Facebook groups. Hi, Carrie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy that you reached out to me with your story. Can you tell us where the idea for Love Does That came from? Sure. Love Does That, the basis of what we are is really a gift shop. And what we offer is handmade gifts for those who are going through difficult times. And so if you've got a friend who is going through grief or heartache or depression, or maybe they just lost their job, our gifts and our cards are really meant to come alongside of them in a really special way. And to be honest, I kind of just stumbled upon it. Love Does That actually started out just as a, as a place for me to sell my devotional. And that first year that we were open, I rediscovered my love for art and I started making cards and little art pieces. And I noticed a theme in that they were all meant to inspire and encourage others. And my heart's just naturally drawn towards those that are going through difficult times because I really can't stand the thought of someone going through a situation on their own. And so that's kind of where the idea came from. And it's just slowly developed over time. And we just really want that person to feel loved and cared for. That's where the products come from. We have both encouragement cards and sympathy cards. And and I sometimes try to leave them very general, but sometimes they are very specific and pointed toward a specific situation. But really, they're just meant to let someone know what you're not alone. You want just hang on. Uh, really sorry for your loss. As far as the encouragement and, and sympathy cards go, our best seller is actually the tear bottles that we have. They are just little glass bottles with some teardrop beads inside. And they serve really as a tangible reminder that God is with you when you're going through hard times. And for whatever reason, like that wasn't something that I was planning to put in the shop. It was something that kind of created for our own home because we went through a season of tears with my daughter and I, and I wanted to remember that God was there with us. And I just decided to stick it in the shop and see what happens. And just people have really gravitated towards that. And so when, when someone they know has lost someone or they're going through a divorce or maybe they lost a pet, that has been the item that most people gravitate towards. They want to send that to their friends. I love those. I did notice those and I thought that was such a cute idea. And, you know, sometimes you just need a reminder. Yeah, definitely. That's what we need. We needed to remember that because sometimes when we're we're crying so much or we're just having a really hard time, you do feel alone, Mm -hmm. Um, but we know that we're not. And so I know I needed that reminder. (laughs) Right, for sure. Well, could you explain your process for creating and filling up your shop? It sounds like the tears were somewhat accidental, but like, for example, are your cards and the decor one of a kind, or do you create several and then have them in your shop? Right. So all the cards and all the art pieces are one of a kind. And really, I just kind of sit at my table and I grab some materials and I just kind of see what happens. And so... Um, really just my process has been more, I have found that when I'm sitting and creating, it's really that chance for me to talk with God and to pray for friends who are hurting. 
or even just to kind of think through some things that I'm going through. And so I'll sit down and I just start crafting. And sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it's two hours, but I just kind of sit down and start making some things. They are all one of a kind. I don't try to copy anything because I do want it to be special. Um, the tear bottles are probably, and the jewelry pieces are probably the only things that like can kind of be duplicated. Okay. They're not really pieces of art, um, but our, all of the art things are unique. All the cards are very unique. And I thought, wow, I don't know if you keep one as an inspiration and then you grow from that, or if it was just kind of on a whim, whatever was in your heart you were creating. Yeah. I kind of take my inspiration from the paper that I'm using. And so I always start with that, um, the background paper and I start picking out embellishments or different things from that. And it's going to start playing around and seeing kind of what looks the best and what I like. And if there's going to be some words on it, kind of where the words are going to go and what I want to say. And so it's almost as if each card is its its own little piece, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're just going to start with one thing and see what all fits together. Well, have you found that there has been more activity in your shop or in your groups through this whole pandemic? Well, that's actually an interesting, it's an interesting question because it's really been the Etsy shop has been kind of a side thing that I've done for about two and a half years now, but I really didn't get too serious about it until this past spring when the pandemic happens. And so (laughs) I don't really know how to judge that answer because it's only been the past few months that I've really been focused on Love Does That and the shop and the website and the Facebook stuff. So a lot of the people that I see on forums are saying that during the pandemic, that's when their shop has slowed down or things have gotten more difficult. But that was actually when you decided to launch, really, in essence. Right. So I had the shop, but it was it was very much a thing on the side. And actually, it was this past spring when I just kind of really felt God nudging me that he wanted me to go kind of all in with it. And so I was actually working as the children's ministry director at the time and stepped down from that position so that I could do this. And that was so incredibly difficult because it was during COVID mm-hmm. and none of the churches were meeting. And that was it was hard for me to step away from that. And so that was essentially what led me to go and really focus on Love Does That. And, and I have some little kiddos at home. And so I only work maybe two days a week, but okay. that time is dedicated to Love Does That. And so I'm you know, I am posting on Facebook and I am making um, the cards and the tear bottles and things like that during that time. That's great. I did notice also that you mentioned, I think it was on your website, that you're an introvert. Can you tell me how that trait has shaped the way that you do business? Because I'm an introvert myself and I think it's great to acknowledge it and maybe even embrace it. What I like to do is to continue to try and work on stepping outside of that comfort zone so that I'm not just sitting at home working (laughs) by myself. Sure. So I am I'm a very high introvert to the point where if I do not get some quiet time and space to myself, I will physically get sick. I need my time to myself. And yet I love my family and I love my friends and I love being around them. And the way that being an introvert has shown up really in the business is that I do get my quiet time to create and to write and do some things like that. I just kind of attract other introverts because you know what, when our friends are hurting, we care so deeply. And yet we're asking those questions of, well, what do I say to them? And what can I do for them? And sometimes we get intimidated because we don't know how to best support them. I've really just learned that, you know what, being an introvert isn't a hindrance to encouraging others. You know what, I can write cards to people and I can text them and see how they're doing and I can create something for them. And you know what, I can go and sit with them and not 
pressure them to talk. There are so many ways that we can still encourage others, even though we are more introverted. And so it's really just learning to see, you know, what what are your gifts in that and how can you use that to come alongside someone else who's hurting? And also in the business, I do coffee chats online and I have a group of friends that are also business owners that we talk with and get feedback from. And those have been so beneficial for me. And yet I do also have my quiet time. And so just making sure that I block that out and that I get that, it is really important for me. That's great. I don't know that people understand the whole aspect of being an introvert, especially if they're not. I was explaining to my book club friends that when we schedule book club and I know I have to go to book club, I'm super excited. And then the day of book club, I start questioning like, yes. do I really need to go? Why am I going? What if I just like catch up over email? You know, and it <laughs> starts to like, I can come up with a million and one reasons. And then of course, once I'm there, I'm having the time of my life, but it's just hard to get past that. That hurdle. So I love that you're acknowledging that you are an introvert, but you're finding a way to overcome that or to work with that, I should say, with the quiet time that you require. Yes, yes. It's definitely has been something that I've learned over time and I'm still not perfect at it, but I do I do try to balance the quiet time with time with other people because that is good for you too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you had mentioned your coffee chats, but I also saw that you have courses and books. Can you give us a little bit of a the background on how you came up with those concepts to offer those products? Sure. Essentially, at our base, we are a gift shop. And yet, I also know that just like I had those questions of, well, what do I say to someone who's hurting and what do I do for them? Uh, other people have those questions too. And so, I share some training articles on the website that kind of help people explore some of those things. And then I also have a couple of Bible studies on there because I've learned that um, if I am not abiding with Jesus, I am not very encouraging to other people. You know, I get frustrated and I get grumpy. So I have learned that I need that time with him so that he can be the one kind of reaching through me and encouraging others. And so I offer some Bible studies to help other women kind of come to that same place of where they are, they are staying close to him so that they can in turn encourage others. And so the courses are really Bible studies. And then the website offers just really practical tips and advice and ideas for reaching out to someone who's hurting. And I'm always striving to keep adding to that because there are so many aspects that we can talk about trying to discern who and who to encourage in the first place. Like we can't reach out to everybody. And so where do we put our attention or even different acts that you can do of, well, do you make them a meal or do you take care of their kids? Or like, what does that encouragement look like? And so I really just want to help people kind of figure that out, like trying to look at their own life and then look at their friend and see where those needs are and what they can do. It can take a lot of thought sometimes, but really it's just letting them know that that you're there for them and they're not alone. Your shop is, like you mentioned, linked to Etsy. Can you tell me why you picked that platform to sell on? You know, I, I picked it. It was so incredibly easy to get set up and used. And I really like that they, again, I'm not a business-minded person here. And so I really like that they handle a lot of the sales taxes for you. Like mm-hmm. I have to handle the ones for my state, but they handle all the other ones. And so to me, that was just a huge relief because I don't feel like I'm going to get in trouble for not turning something <laughs> in correctly or not charging right. the right amount. But it is, right. it's so incredibly easy and I can do so much of it for my phone, which is helpful. And so I just, I really, I do like the benefits that it offers. What other items or what other courses or pieces do you feel are making an impact that are, you know, either in your shop or on your website? As you may already know, I'm a huge fan of selling on Etsy. I've had over 10 years of selling my jewelry and digital cards there. 
And to be honest, it is by far the easiest platform to navigate. It takes no time at all to list an item with a smartphone. And really, that's how I get most of my products in my shop. To make it easier for you to get started, I'm sharing a link in the show notes for you to open your shop with 40 free listings. That should motivate you to finally take that first step and get your shop online. If you're looking to finally open your store with absolutely nothing to lose, now is the time to try Etsy. Now back to the show. I would say that the cards, because they are so different from what you might find in a store, um, I feel like when people buy them, like they're really pleased with what they see. But also when you get a card that's so different from what you're used to, I think that it helps that person feel special and seen and noticed, and which is really important. You might, I mean, you can write a handwritten note on a piece of paper and that's great because it's really the message inside that matters the most. But when you can make it look pretty and help that person feel like they got something special because they deserve something special, that just adds an extra touch, I think. I would imagine receiving one of these, I would want to maybe always keep it like on a little pin board or as a reminder. And I think that that almost acts like the same way as the necklace, where it's a reminder of a special message or a a special friend that helped you through. Yeah, absolutely. I want them to remember that their friends are there for them. And so I do hope that it's something they can prop up and, and see often. Right. Well, how often are you posting articles and blog posts? Is that something that um, you send out through a newsletter? My goal right now is to get two articles up every month. Um, at first, it was one every week, but just with some of the other things that I've been developing or working on, I cut, I cut that back a little bit mm-hmm. for the meantime. And we are approaching the holiday season. And so trying to make sure that the cards and the tear bottles are, are made is, right. is really important right now. But I do probably about two articles on the website every month. And then I, I do also have an email list that I email every week just to stay in touch. And sometimes it's just a short little story of what I've been doing that week. Sometimes it's like a little devotional. Sometimes it's letting them know about something that's coming up, but just staying in contact with them and seeing how they're doing. That has been really important to me. And then I just, just also recently started a Facebook group just to kind of have a more private community where I can share some more personal things that maybe I wouldn't share on the general Facebook page. Um, and we've, we've been going through some series on there that are they're kind of like Bible studies, but it's really just kind of preparing our hearts to be able to reach out to other people. And so sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in the busyness of life or, you know what, well, I can't really make a difference for them. And it, it addresses some of those heart and mind issues so that when we see someone who's hurting, we can be ready to reach out to them. And so we're, we're still fairly small. I just started it a little bit ago. It's been fun to watch it grow. And, and it is a group of very introverted people, <laughs> which has been interesting <laughs> because, again, I'm introverted too. And, and we're all pretty private. And right. so there may not be a lot of, you don't see a lot of interaction there necessarily, but it's I can I can see that people are watching it and engaging with it. And and really, that's the goal of that. You know, I want people to get to know me. I want to help them uh, prepare to reach out to encourage others. And so it, it, it's been a challenge, but it's been so much fun, too. That's great. I was just curious if you could explain something about the Facebook pages and groups and all that stuff, because I know as an individual, I would have, say, my own Facebook page under my own personal name. There's a group page that you can have. So how would you explain that to somebody that's just looking to get started with putting out a page? Do you do a business page, a group page? What are your tips on that? So on Facebook, I have my own personal Facebook page, my own account. And through that, I can create a business page 
And actually, I would recommend that being your first step because that's public. And so anyone can find you if they're searching for something on Facebook. And that's where you can put a lot of your you know, pictures of your products that you're making and um, stories of like behind the scenes of how you're making it or things like that. And that's really easy for people to like. And it's easy for them to kind of follow along with you and get deals or coupons from you. But again, it's very, it's public. And so people can just kind of follow you. Uh, the Facebook group can be public or private depending on your settings. And I simply chose to go private because I did want that more personal place where I could share without feeling like the whole world is watching me. <laughs> right, right. And so um, it is that deeper place where, where I can share for now and maybe in the future others will feel ready to share too. It's really more of a place for conversation and discussion to happen. And so if, if someone's a member of your group, they often get notified of every time there's a post and so they can check that you can post discussion questions it's more of a place for engagement and community than your Mm -hmm. Facebook page would be so that's I think one of the hardest things when you're first starting out is differentiating between those things on Facebook and then not knowing you know should I also have an Instagram account and a Pinterest page and you know and how do you manage all of that without falling behind with the posting Yeah, I think everyone has that same question. So what platform do you feel works best for your business? I prefer and use Facebook at the moment just because it's the one that I am most familiar with. And I like the different settings and discussions that you can have on it. I did recently start an Instagram because I know that that's primarily for the images. Um, right. And I don't always have an image post, which is why I kind of like Facebook <laughs> sometimes better because <laughs> um, I don't always have that that picture. Um, But I've been able to meet some really cool people on Instagram too and kind of share with them what we do and and some of our products. What other advice would you have for an entrepreneur just starting out? I would say that it's so important to do some research first because again, I mean, I'm completely new to the business side of things. And so trying to figure out packaging materials and shipping costs and things of that nature, like I just had to learn through trial and error. And so maybe when I put something up on Etsy, um, I don't use their automatic shipping just because it's a little confusing for me. Like I know you can just kind of print stuff out, but as far as like measuring it and weighing it and all of that, like I just didn't know how to do that part. And so I just run it down to my local post office and, and I have them send it for me. Um, but sometimes I underestimated how much the shipping would cost. Right. And I've also had to learn, I mean, the tear bottles are made out of glass. And so learning to package those in a way that would prevent the most breaks mm. if the post office happened to break it and making sure that I'm shipping priorities. So if it does get broken, they're the ones paying for it instead of me and things like that. And so a lot of it was learning through trial and error. So if you can do any of that research or testing up front, I'm sure that would be very helpful. (laughs) So like now when I'm trying to do a new product, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's the best way to package it and what's the best way to ship it and what might the shipping cost and, and things of that nature. And so that would be one thing I would recommend. And I also recommend just trying to find a mentor or a business friend that you can bounce ideas off of or get feedback from. I have a small group of business ladies that I that I meet with and we chat with. So if I have an idea or a question, I can just, I can reach out to them and I know I'm going to get honest feedback or advice or they're going to send me to a certain resource that I didn't know about. And that has been so incredibly helpful for me. Well, where would you find a group like that? Are these friends that you already had previously that are business owners or did you find them say online? Yeah, we actually went through a group program together. And so it was a small group of maybe like 10 or 12 women. And just four of us continued meeting and decided to hold each other accountable and be a place for feedback. And and I've really, I've really enjoyed that. And it's been so helpful. Yes. Yeah. And I think the nice part about Facebook is that you do have the ability to join groups. 
But sometimes these groups are so big that it almost feels like, I just don't know if you're going to get the right answers because I think a small group knows how you want to do business as opposed to a big group of perfect strangers. They, they might not know what type of business owner you are and that maybe you have certain values or something that you want to portray in, in the way that you're you know developing your business. So I think it is so important to have a nice group of people that truly understand who you are and who you are in business. Yeah, the point about them knowing me. I mean, that's really the key. I can reach out in those Facebook groups and ask questions. And I might be able to get some pointers and some advice. But these women know me and they know my business. They know what I'm working on. And so they're holding me accountable and they're pointing me towards resources to help me um, do what I want to do. And they know my values. And so if something kind of seems off, they can call me on it. You know? <laughs> and so that it is really helpful. That's awesome. And are you guys all in a local area or is this online? No, it is online. And so okay. we have a phone call once a month, but we also use Voxer to text or message back and forth just constantly throughout the week. Whenever something pops up, we just send each other a message. Oh, I love that. And is that a free service or is it a membership? Yeah, I, I have the free version. There are some paid options available, but it's kind of like a real-time walkie-talkie. You could either oh. like talk to each other or you can send text messages. And it's just it's a way that you can kind of stay in contact kind of off social media. And so you're not constantly checking Facebook messages or things like that. It's, it's away from that. Oh, yeah. You know, that's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> so oftentimes I think, oh, I better, you know, post this. I took a picture of a product or whatever. And before you know it, I'm still scrolling and I'm yeah. looking. <laughs> so I love the idea of having a place where you can walk away from social media and interact with people and you're not going to be stuck on baby pictures. And, yes. you know. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm going to have to write that down. I'll share that with the listeners. <laughs> well, Carrie, where can we find you? So the best place to find us is at www.lovedoesthat.org. And there you'll find the articles that we mentioned, but there's also a link to our gift shop on the top right corner. And from there, you can find all of our social connections as well. Perfect. Well, thank you, Carrie, for inspiring us with your work and your message. Well, thank you for having me. Well, there you have it, my friend. Another inspirational story that was born out of compassion. Carrie's desire to want to help others is evident in everything that she does. I love that although she's an introvert, she didn't let that stop her from pursuing her passion or being a guest on the show. It's a gift to have a platform like the internet to choose where you want to show up to serve your audience. I agree that the best approach is to use the channel that fits your style the most. This way, it won't feel like a daily struggle to show up. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job. 